This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host, Super Vegan Brian, and I am joined by a lot of people this morning. Our first co-host is hard to introduce because the epicness of her is just phenomenal. May I introduce you to Cursey Smurf Erica? Hola. That was weird. We are also joined by a man of epic proportions in both personality and girth. David wow. the Third. Holy shit, Brian. <laughs> I like it. And well played. Hi, everybody. We are also joined by one of the OG members of Super of Oh Nerd Podcast Radio. <sighs> it begins already. <laughs> one of the original members of Super Vegan Brian. Brian yeah, one I of the your... original members of Super Vegan Brian, Super Brian, Vegan Task Force. I am the, your father. Super we Vegan have... Brian. Super friends. <laughs> I am your father, Brian. We are joined by Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? And the house. our special guest this morning is the Sly Guy himself from, oh God, <laughs> Nerd Hideout Radio. Carlo yeah. has joined us this morning all the way from the Philippines. It's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be two AM by the time he signs off. Oh, man. Hi oh, Carlo yes. for, for listeners who low. don't know you. That's dedication right there. Introduce yourself. Yes. So I'm from V Geeks Hideout Radio Online from the Portable Podcast and VID Machine. I play video games, I stream content, and I spam a Facebook with videos every day. So I'm gonna spam them until they ban my account. So um, that's can, basically as, what I as a follower I can confirm. <laughs> now we actually oh, yes. have we actually have a topic this morning. Today we're gonna be talking about um stupid nerd tricks we're going to be talking about the things we know and how we learned them um but it'll probably be the last 10 minutes of the podcast because there are five of us <laughs> and point. we have to do something else first so but first but first we're going to play everybody's favorite game what's nerdy with you where each person talks about the nerdiest thing they've done in the last two weeks and we vote using the pentit mike myler widget system so the way this works is we're each going to share the nerdiest thing we have done in the last few weeks, and then we're going to vote. So as our guest, Carlo, you get to go first. So in the last few weeks, what is the nerdiest thing you have done? What's nerdy with you? Gabe, the nerdiest thing I've done in the last um, few weeks was um, 
Yeah, if you're familiar with um, the character Jace the Mind Sculptor in Magic the Gathering. I am. Um, yes. So uh, basically, Jace talks in a uh, bold, wizardly way. And um, during one of my games with um, uh, one of my friends in California, because we do online games, um, we had this bet that you had to talk like one of the planeswalkers for the entirety of that game, every time you lose the accent, you take two damage. <laughs> I, I had to talk like Jace the Mind Sculptor the entire time. And um, I was playing, so I was losing focus. So he How was beating talk? me because you got to do it now. Oh, that's funny. I want to let you know that you have to actually do this voice. So please, please treat us. So, uh, well, Jace sounds kind of like um, breathing planeswalker. I am the mind sculptor, <laughs> and you shall never defeat me. First, I play an island, then I cast brainstorm. And you had to do that the entire game. Oh my god! Now, um, anytime your wife talks to you and goes like, like, oh, what, what will have for dinner? Um, yeah, dinner. We shall have chicken <laughs> and morgan. He was like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> um, but I had to talk in my normal voice. Well, it's a bit. We made it, but yeah, I take two damage, so that was it. Yeah, these oh. things that um, I've done. That's uh, uh, not as difficult to do for some people other than others. Uh, I play Dungeons and Dragons a lot, so doing voices for extended periods of time is not the hardest thing in the world. Oh, yeah, I'm better at it when I'm drunk. Carlo, true, Carlo, that is going to be epically hard to follow. That is really good. So um, let me let me get my list up because there's so many people here. So cough, I cough. That is Anthony cough, cough. Anthony next. So Anthony, what's nerdy with you? Okay, so my nerdy thing is, I have this project idea, but thing I want to do. So I want to rebuild my PC because it's it, the stuff in here are pretty old. Ooh, uh, I can help with that. Well, I know how to build a PC, but I do have questions for you. Yeah, and we'll ask later. But what I want to do is I want to go for this time. I, I haven't done this before. I want to go for a custom water loop with the PC. Basically, I want everything water cooled. I'm going to be mostly looking at EKWB. Um, so I've been spending the last couple of weeks doing a lot of research on like water cooling loops. So that that's been like watching videos, reading articles, um, going to forums, Reddit, and just asking a bunch of questions and um, kind of planning out a loop and and price matching and all all these just just lots of. So Hi. between between Carlo and Anthony, we have some contenders for nerdiest thing. I, yeah. um, Anthony, I need to ask in as fast as you can describe what a custom water loop and what EKWD is. So, a, uh, so for those of you that don't understand, uh, the two big components of a computer that use up a lot of heat is the CPU and the graphics card. Um, <clears throat> What you can do to help keep the temperatures cooled down is you can cool it with water. And I now I know a lot of people will have these red flags waving. Oh, God, water in my computer. 
But what they do is the water is contained in tubes behind metal brackets, and there's no water actually touching anything in your computer. It just touches um, yeah. metal parts that are the heat sink. So yeah, much much up. like the much like the radiator in your car. Right, exactly like a car. So yeah, what a closed is, system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a closed system. So the heat of the component heats up. It transfers to a heat to a to a metal plate that collects the heat. The water will then transfer that heat away to a radiator, and then the fans will blow the heat out through exhaust. It's yay thermodynamic car. It's, it's exactly it literally is water. It's exactly how your car works. Yeah, my my computer right now has has a radiator on the top of the case. There, that, yeah, you have a pump and a reservoir and lines, and you have your heat diffusers, your heat your heat transfer points, and your radiators. Right, and EKWB is just a really cool um, water cooling. Um, website like they have really good stuff and they're pretty priced mm-hmm. pretty well uh one of the big decisions to make was whether to do hard tubes or soft tubes uh i'm going with soft tubes because it's my first time and that's a lot easier hard tubes require a heat gun and you have to melt the tube you have yes. to bend them in place yep and you have to hope you don't fuck up it gives you ultimate customability and it lets you do things like with clear tubes you have colored liquid that runs through your pipes so you can, you can add do to... color well i'm just saying it's clear soft tubes a lot of the time, though, the, the soft tubes make it look like less of a sci-fi thing and more like a mad scientist is building this rig. So it depends on the look you're going for. Right. But you can even have like UV active cooling fluid and stuff, which glows under blue light. And with the LEDs inside, rigs themselves are no longer just boxes with barts in them. They've become showpieces and art pieces. Oh, my themselves. God. All right. I yeah, am yeah, writing no. down it's a topic me. suggestion for a future episode of custom <laughs> PC builds. Yes. Um, and we will move on. <laughs> <laughs> to um to um Erica Oh no, David. Uh, David, 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 David. Okay. Hi. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, David. My nice. nerdy thing, I actually in much the same vein have been uh looking for uh computer components for a rig I want to build in the near future and have been shopping. <laughs> I'm creating a shopping list for myself on Amazon of all the pieces I want to buy for my new computer. Because the one I've got is running great, but the serious guts in it are getting on three years old now and it's you know, it's time. Oh <laughs> awesome. Awesome. It is yeah. time. How yeah. many years? It's been about three on the current motherboard and processor. Uh, Some of the other stuff in there is even older. So I think I'm just going to start over from scratch and go for a whole new rig. Are you doing anything cool? Uh, Not yet. So far, I'm I'm looking at getting a current generation uh, AMD processor and motherboard and looking at a nice Corsair case. What is the newest Ryzen? Oh shit! I don't know. I'd have to look. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's the five thousand series. Okay, then yeah, I'm looking yeah. at a. I, I, okay, I'm looking at the cording engine. It was a fifty seven hundred. I think was the one I was looking at. Good luck getting a graphics card. Yeah, that's the only issue. <laughs> All right, I, I have fucking made, fucking crypto. Anyways. I have made her wait to the end as she appreciates before I go. So, Erica, what was nerdy with you? Um, what was nerdy with me is actually what I'm doing with my kiddos today. So we're doing our Christmas tree thing, but what I kind of decided to do was instead of just purchasing a tree or doing a fake tree or anything like that, um, I found that there's a Christmas tree farm um, not too far from here where not only do you like pick out your Christmas tree and you get to cut it down and do all that stuff, but uh, they also teach you about um, tree like pine trees and stuff like that conifers 
And in addition to that, um, they give you an additional tree to plant when you leave. So I thought it would be a really good lesson for the girls in environmental responsibility and uh, a fun family thing to do. That is good. That sounds that so is epic. fun. I, I, we bought a four foot tall pre-done, pre-lit tree that you whip out of the box and plug in. So I, I, I appreciate the trying to be more traditional and doing awesome things with your kids. Yeah. Well, it was most about the conservationalism. I wanted them to understand, you know, it's not a terrible thing that, you know, we have a real Christmas tree. It would be a terrible thing if we didn't think about the environment when we did it. So. My dad and I are continuing the tradition of not giving a shit about Christmas and not bothering. So <laughs> we, um, we, 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 did a, we did a road tree last year because uh, uh, the boy's uncle um, got them a tree. And that was that was a mess. Holy crap. They make a big mess. Well, it depends. One of the so it depends on the type of tree you get, um, whether or not the needles will fall off and to what extent. And then you also have to um, put aspirin in the water when you water it, and it allows it to uh, live longer before it starts drying out. It gives it essential nutrients. So You also have to factor in how many cats are going to climb into it. Oh, that's a total of three cats. Oh, <laughs> oh we don't have cats. We have little monster, like gremlin children that will climb into the tree. We put it I mean, behind a fence. I'm actually decorating my tree and hanging my Christmas lights today. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, I'm not doing any of that because I don't get I, I then don't have to put it all the way afterwards. That that originally was my philosophy. And then I got married to somebody who really likes setting this stuff up. So fair uh, enough. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Brian? What's nerdy with you? Oh, yeah. I well, do that. you may all notice that my radio voice is alarmingly different this episode. Uh, you've been working on it, huh? I did by accident. So my nerdy thing, no, no, it really was. Uh -huh, I did not uh -huh. intend for this uh -huh. to happen. Uh-huh, sure. Sure, Brian. I um, believe you. Well, it will become evident, as I tell, because my original goal was something nerdy and entirely different. Well, so this is um, a Brian Luck story, okay. So I yeah. um, have been wanting to do more productive things while driving and was like, huh, I have always wanted to be able to sing like Jonathan Davis from Corn. So I looked up tutorial videos on how to do several different corn songs. Nice. Um, the, the, the songs I focused on were the scat songs. I wanted to learn how to do the scat from Freak on a Leash. And um, I wanted to learn how to do twist, but there are no guides. Um, so that's, that's such a good song. I spent own. a lot of time doing practice with um, different parts of the mouth growling and mask singing, nasal singing, and chest and head voice. And when I came on this morning, I've been practicing so much that when I went to do my normal radio voice, it came out with a little guttural, um, a little guttural throat. And now I sound like the movie announcer, just inadvertently. So yes, I Brian lucked into it. Give me a, give me an oral, an oral. Give me a in a world, in a world hey. where five podcasters <laughs> join to talk about nerdy things. <laughs> One man will share a nerdy thing that will win all the widgets. <laughs> I totally like Widgets. threw all the non-men out. 
that was bad. <laughs> In a <laughs> because world. Erica had this super wholesome nerdy thing, and I'm sure she will attain a lot of votes. So In a um, world where Brian is accidentally a dick. <laughs> so you will picture me driving, singing ding da ding 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 dong ding da ding 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 dong over and over again <laughs> while practicing different throttle things. I was practicing throttle things while driving. Um, well, usually nice, throttle nice. things are practiced on you while driving, but, but you know, whatever hey. makes you happy. <laughs> <laughs> throttle I things. Was, I think I'm quoting you that, on that, Brian. I think he for, was setting that up for a joke. And he's just first, first curse of the podcast goes to David this morning, who said shit earlier. <laughs> first dirty joke of the podcast goes to Erica. Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. All right. We, um, so... I, I found I it to be shit? quite cool. Uh, One of the things that about singing as Jonathan Davis is you have to whine, you have to moan, and it sounds a lot like Squidward, um, which is <laughs> really, really funny. So imagine Squidward job. singing all the corn songs. Oh, I can't unsee it my now. Friends oh my god, I can't unsee it now. Are gone. They died. <laughs> oh my god. All right. You yeah. guys are both the best and the worst all at the same time. So, Brian, I I know what this is like cuz I remember this time I was making like um a character for D&D and it was going to be a woman, so I was like I really want to like pull out like a really good woman voice. So I started looking up tutorials on how to do women voices and what this is what ended up happening which shouldn't have surprised me it was just a bunch of videos of trans girls explaining to other trans girls how to sound like how to sound like cis women oh okay i that's interesting yeah um, that's my son he was saying he wants something when when i was when i was um researching russian accents i found that the majority of the videos were russians trying to speak with american accents for call centers that's awesome hmm. how, how does that sound interesting like an american accent oh, i mean okay. really it it's um when you're when you're switching from english to russian or russian to english you're using a glottal stop that's different so it's really getting changing the way you use your throat when you talk so that that's a really easy accent to slip in and out of where um like um english accents and other accents have to do with the pronunciation of the words and that's more habitual so it's a little harder to switch around um but when you're talking it about, also like, has to do with whether or not you're pronouncing in the back or the front of your mouth yeah yeah so um, that was my nerdy thing. We are moving on to voting. So there yeah. are five of us this morning, which means there are six widgets per person to distribute to the person who had the nerdiest thing. Uh, you can give those to anyone, including yourself. But if you give them to yourself, you are a terrible person. Being a terrible person is 100% acceptable. Uh, but with that being said, Carlo, you have six widgets out of the five of us. Who would you like to give them to and why? Okay, so, um, yeah, I'd like to give, um, so I can distribute them uh, however you want, my man. Anytime, however I want, okay. So, um, yeah, let's give um, three of them go to Brian, because right. uh, singing Freak on the Leash while driving is, uh, I know, it's, uh, I haven't uh, seen anyone seen sing corn while driving. Oh, most, yeah, just, uh, just mostly picture, when you're driving. Um, picture me behind the wheel, just going. Mm, ba, ba, mm, 
over and over again. I mean, I mean, I sing show tunes in my car, so I do that too. I do that too, and sometimes I do it as Jonathan Davis. Yeah. Kind of all makes right, you wonder t- how Jonathan time Davis, for Hitler, Jonathan like Davis uh, driving. <laughs> when, yeah, so, when um when Jonathan I mean, Davis drives, he tries to sing like Super Vegan Brian. <laughs> right, Carlo, oh, yeah. you have three more widgets. Three more widgets. So yeah, let's give one each to Dave, to Anthony, and to a Cursey Smurf, Erica. Yeah. So um. All right. Yeah. All right, Anthony. Six. Six. I thought I got five. You get six. There's yes. five of us. Okay. 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 Learn to count, dude. Um, hey, you. You shut your mouth. Okay. <laughs> that means David gets none. I think what Anthony <laughs> is trying to say is, shut the fuck up, David. Um, you know, I'll give two to Brian because I, I do, I do find that very, very awesome. The voice training, and then Carlo, that's pretty cool. I love Magic the Gathering, or at least I used to. I don't play it anymore, but I love your your little your little rules that you guys created. So I'll give two to Carlo. I got two more. Oh, thank you. And then and then one to David and one to Erica. Yeah, thank you, Anthony. All right, David. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. I'm gonna give two to Brian, two to Carlo, and one to Anthony, and one to Erica. All right, Erica. I'm going to give uh, one to Brian and one to Carlo. Before you finish giving out your widgets, I want to I share that my first vocal coach was Erica. And this influence this week very strongly. <laughs> Feel free to continue handing out widgets, oh, Erica. Oh, okay. Wow. Wow. It, he's not wrong. <laughs> I didn't uh, say he was, but wow. All right. Uh, and then I'm going to give the other four to myself because I'm a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I, I'm not, I, I, I'm going to split up all my widgets to everyone, um, but Erica and win. Um, oh, wait, wait, wow. Brian, I have to give you my negative widget. Oh, okay, I still win. Damn. <laughs> Actually, I think that makes me tie with you because I didn't give myself any. Ah. Oh, okay. Yay, Um, we tie. Yes, we did. So it's Um, a tie. I will share more of my voice training story in the bonus episode for our patrons. That can be seen at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Carlo, in the event of a tie, the widgets are going to gladiator combat style fight. And the last one standing gets to choose who he wants to go to. Unfortunately, oh, okay. when they do fight, if one dies, this creates a fission reaction that destroys the entire city of where those widgets are. Which so, is why we don't right. do it here. Yes. <laughs> okay. That's why. We're going to have to find a different city to have that gladiator fight. So the topic this morning is stupid nerd tricks. What do we know how to do and how did we learn it? Um, this is a important topic to me because learning is one of my favorite things. I know everyone was expecting to say learning is caring. I did not. I just like learning a lot. What? Well, because learning is caring. <laughs> okay. Um, I've never heard that. Is that from something? I've... I think the actual phrase is sharing is caring. Yes, yeah, sharing, sharing is caring. Is caring. That's caring. the actual idiom. Learning the care is bears. Kiki. <laughs> um, so well, the okay. process of learning is an interesting thing, and we probably all have a different process for ourselves. We all know all sorts of different things. Um, but I am going to ask 
the group, starting with Carlo. Um, what are some skills you have that you consider the core skills of your repertoire? Like, what do you use for work? For like, what do you, what do you know? What do you, what do you what can you do? Uh, well, um, one thing or one skill that I've uh, learned from all my geeky hobbies is. It's basically how to how to present or how to speak in front of um, an audience because when you're hosting games, okay, uh, not everyone is willing to speak in front of a group of people. <laughs> I mean, even uh, when you uh, have people playing, especially new uh, players for RPGs, not all of them are uh, going to. Basically, not all of them are uh, willing to uh, act out a certain scene. Not all of them are willing to get into character until they get more comfortable um, later on. So I guess that's one skill that um, I was able to uh, use while uh, writing. And another skill was multitasking. Because um, when uh, you're a geek, you tend to do a lot of stuff. It's like you're playing this video game, then you're chatting with someone, you're playing a mobile game. Um, other times you're playing with Magic the Gathering with somebody online, and then you're arguing with your wife. And yep, it's uh, <laughs> a lot of things. It's like you're playing, it's like, okay, I put my counter spell. Wait, wait, you're, I'm playing a game. Can't you see it? Then she just keeps bugging you about, um, hey, what? Look at my, look at this pot I got. Look, it's a pan grill. I want you to touch the pan <laughs> grill. It's a, why am I touching this? It's, it's a, this it's is a why pot you need to do what I did for, for and get a gamer wife. Oh, Anthony, yes. what are what about you? What is your repertoire of skills and talents? Okay, I, I'm sorry I interrupted you, Carlo. I was just gonna let you know this is what you gotta do. What I do. you gotta get a gamer wife. But since you've already okay. got a wife, make her a gamer. I'll turn her into a gamer. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta do. I'm gonna um, brainwash her. My my yeah. skill <laughs> skill or skills. Start with Animal Crossing. Mm, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's yeah. a great. That's a great that's gateway. A hmm. Um, so is um. Oh shit. Um. Stardew Valley, that's another one. But it's it's it's, like it's, it's the marijuana of gaming drugs. Yeah. And Sims. <laughs> Ooh, Sims, Sims is good another too. one. Yeah, Sims is another one. <laughs> We're all helping this guy get his wife in the game. He does awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm of the firm opinion that gaming improves your life and everybody uh, should be. Awesome. But that's beside the point. Mm. <laughs> um I've I've noticed that a lot of my hobbies and the things that I really like to I like to do, um, and this uh, this has helped with work uh too, is uh I do a lot of small scale things that require a lot of like um like a lot of visual paying attention especially on small scale so like i do 40k and like obviously that requires like small scale like like visualization like because you gotta like put the models together you gotta paint them so like everything's mm -hmm. super tiny um in the past i i've gone mm -hmm. around and like collected um ant queens for ant colonies and ants are tiny obviously that's small scale mm -hmm. and then video games uh, video games aren't aren't necessarily small scale, but they do require a lot of visual um, um, input. So I guess a Anthony probably has children's oh, sounds and had yeah, yeah sorry it was the children thing oh, yeah. yeah um well one of the skills that Anthony has that I'd like to talk about is his painting I mean he paints miniatures and he's a lot better oh, at it than wow. I, he's a lot better at it than I am 
and that took a long time over time. Yeah, I used to suck a lot. Yeah. I used to <laughs> you know, you can't see my old paintings, but when I was like 10, I was bad. Uh I've definitely yeah, gotten things are tiny. Yeah, I've definitely gotten a lot better. Um yeah. you, Anthony you learn, also you learn a, a lot of lazy tricks. Anthony is also a mm. prolific and fantastic writer. Mm. Anthony, uh, I, to, I, I don't write as much as I used to, but I used to like to write. But does that does that take the skill out of the question? I mean, you still have it. That's true. That's I mean, true. I've I've I you have banged out ten page character backgrounds overnight. Oh my god! Yeah, this is true. Uh, yeah. Anthony, we need to talk after this. I'm curious about commissioning you to paint my stormtroopers. Oh, oh boy. Okay. okay. We'll talk we'll later. Talk. We'll talk we'll later. Talk. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move on to David. Okay. Um, I have always had a thing for models since I was a little kid. I've always built model kits. Um, one of my neighbors growing up had a garage that was literally a giant model train town that he had built. That was amazing. I loved going mm -hmm. over there and playing around. He taught me a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I translated that into my current job where I, ha I work with small, tiny parts and I have to assemble things. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that helps. Well, that was one of the main skills. But yeah, I love building computers and I've been playing around with them ever since we first got one back in the mid 90s. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Uh, nerd skills are uh, for me. Well, my way of learning is just by doing. I read the instructions and I just do it. <laughs> it's the easiest way for me to learn how to do something. So everybody's different, though. And Erica, I don't know, Brian. What skills do I have? I'm not this introspective. Well, you're a writer. Yes. You are. Um, That's you true. are um a empathetic an empathetic person who learned empathy over time. <laughs> true um, i can sell stuff i know that you you um have experience with child rearing oh i don't think that's a skill you, have, you kind of muddle your way through that you have phenomenal sales skills uh erica it is oh, a skill. Yes. it is a skill i've i've met parents sales who do not is have the skill to care for kids you are it good at motivating other people and bringing out the best in them Oh, that's so nice of you. I love how this is Thanks me. Thanks for just answering it for me, Brian. Buttering up. Um, what people about on our Patreon skills? can see us all nerding along as Brian butters Erica. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> nerdy skills Erica possesses. Um, she is really good at improvisation, um, especially when alcohol is involved. It it yes. loosens her up and removes her inhibitions. <laughs> of I mean, that's um, true for most people, but yes, yes. Um, I'm sure there's more. It's hard when you're on the spot to do it quickly. Um, and yeah, then there's I... video game skills. Oh yeah, um, I can play game video games. That's right. Yes, and um, problem solving, problem solving skills, and your networking ability is really good. Involving, so, you're like a social problem solver. Where in if you you try to figure it out on your own, you work through it logically and intuitively, and then you reach out to other people when you need help. And then when you do reach out to other people, you work with them rather than just relying on them to do the work for you. I don't know. Is that true, Carla? <laughs> Um, no, not quite. Erica works um, very hard um, in the no, um, office. No, in, uh... I was teasing. I was teasing. <laughs> yes, she's my boss. And I, 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 was, I was joking because I heavily rely on Carlo to do tasks for me that I am not equipped to do. That's that was the joke. Mm. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, thanks, Brian. I appreciate you answering the question for me because in all honesty, I, I do a lot of things and Brian knows this without even realizing it. Like when I didn't realize I was a nerd for like the longest time, like I just do things <laughs> and, that and I note, never think about it. I had an answer prepared for myself, but I think it would be really cool if Erica described what my skills are now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can well, I describe I'm, a skill? <laughs> I want to describe a skill for Brian. I am 100% on board with this. Go for it. Go. Go ahead, Brian. Anthony. Okay, Brian. Here it is. So this goes harkens back to the days when you used to DM for us uh, for uh, Pathfinder. And I think one of the greatest skills Brian has is he is a really good DM. And I don't just mean that like like to be nice. Like he's probably one of the best DMs I've ever had personally. Um, he he he's really mastered the art of the yes but or the yes and. <laughs> And I think that's great. He lets people, basically, he lets you do whatever you want. And you know what? The consequences, they will be what they are. Yeah, that's true. Brian is I, a I, very good I, DM. Oh, yeah, oh, I like I like how he lets players, basically, he, he rarely, rarely have I ever, like, ended up in a really bad situation in, like, one of Brian's games where I thought it was his fault. It's always been like, oh, this is my fault. <laughs> like yeah like brian this is not this is not a dm making a bad encounter this is not a dm being mean no i did a dumb thing brian did try to warn me oh i i i neglected to remember erica's one of the most talented singers i know oh yeah i i mean and she understands what it takes to sing a good song and um motivates me to sing better all the time so yeah um so, sorry to to jump back away from myself but yeah i that is something that i i remember the first time i saw erica sing karaoke she sang um that alanis morissette song mm-hmm. which which one is it it's you ought to know you ought to know and she didn't look at the screen mm. once and nailed every single timing perfectly and she didn't sound like Alanis Morissette singing. She oh, sounded wow. like she was doing her own like X Factor voice portrayal of Alanis Morissette and yeah. her version of the song. But she hit the timing so perfectly. I was incredibly impressed. Mm. I mean, to be fair, everybody's got that one song for them, though. Yeah, Eric, I, I think the biggest thing that Erica has done through showcasing her singing as she has motivated me to be a better singer by seeing someone just just hit it completely on point. And then after she's done, go, was that okay? I, I, I don't know <laughs> if that was okay. <laughs> okay, that's because I'm my own worst critic. That's why. Because... <sighs> I did years and years and years of music work um, in high school, some in college and stuff like that. And, and sometimes things that other people miss or sound fine, I can hear like maybe, so maybe the pitch wasn't off, but maybe it wasn't a full resonation in the sound where it should have been and stuff like that, where, because, because there's more to t than tone and pitch there, you know, there's the resonation uh, in the voice and, you know, where you're supposed to expand the back of the throat and where you're supposed to pull it in. One and... of the coolest things I've ever heard Erica say about her own singing was on that one note, I think I used too much head voice over chest voice when I should have used chest voice. <laughs> and it was killing her that she missed that. She, she did it different than it should have been. 
And it was it was driving her crazy that she used the wrong part of her body to sing the note where it sounded amazing. But to her, that one mistake really mattered. So yeah. maybe self-perfectionism is one of your skills. Oh, that is, I don't know if that's a skill. I think that's a, a fault. It's both. But. It's as, as Monk would say, <laughs> it's a gift and a curse. Right. I was about to say, I think perfectionism is both good and bad. It's good in that it like pushes you to be better, to do more. But it's also bad because I, I have this problem too. It's like sometimes you can get to a point where like you want things to be so perfect that you never finish any projects because you're like, nothing's good enough and you never finish. See, I, but here's the thing is when I do a project, whether that's I'm writing something or painting something or, you know, whatever it is that I'm doing, I have different levels of acceptability. So when I'm doing something and I have like my first draft, my second draft, my third draft, by the time I get to like what I consider an acceptable draft, that's fine. And, you know, I feel some sort of accomplishment, but then for the purpose of expanding the skill set, I will then take that draft and I will continue to work on it and see if there are other alternatives to what I did so that I'm I'm always expanding the skill that I'm working on without being overly critical. So, I mean, that's at least that's how I try to do it. Sometimes I just get pissed off when I can't hit a note specifically. So, okay. So let's get on and talk about Brian. So, so one of the things I value about Brian the most, and I think this is very nerdy. I'm not sure if people will uh, appreciate it maybe as much as I do, but Brian is an excellent life coach. Um, oh, I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you are because one of the really great things you do, and I think you do this, you know, not just for your friends, but also for your players um, is, is one of the things you really do is you are an active listener. So you're not ever listening to respond. You're listening to process. And it's a skill that I learned from you, actually. Um, and I've been working on myself is when you stop to listen to process instead of listen to respond, you are able to get a better understanding of what the core issue is that that person might be having, whether that's in game or, you know, in personal life stuff. And you're able to reflect that back at them in a way that allows them to gain that insight without being overbearing. And I think that is a particularly amazing skill. Oh, so what you're saying is I'm not just trying to figure out what my response is going to be. I'm thinking about what you're saying and um, taking the situation into context. And um, my response is helping you realize what you're saying rather than just yeah just yeah just continuing the conversation exactly exactly for listeners out there i just demonstrated active listening that is (laughs) correct he did (laughs) but yeah and i think that that's that's a very impressive skill a lot of people don't have that skill and that's a skill that translates through work through personal life through gaming communities through you know podcasting podcasting yeah and um, I think that is one of your your best skills. I mean, you have a lot of other skills. You know, you're you really are a great DM. You're really good at planning things out, being flexible. Mm-hmm. I think I think you are particularly good at sandboxing. 
and you're able to put together enough enough things that allow the story to progress, but you also leave enough wiggle room for your players to move on their own path. And that's a very difficult balance to to have. So, I mean, I could go on and on, but, you know, those are the things that I value most. Oh, my goodness. I, you know, when I prepared the outline for this episode, I thought about my answer to this question, and I did not think about GMing. I did not think about active listening or life coaching or any of that stuff. So I am just... I am just chuffed. I, <laughs> I, I was gonna be like, I'm a, I take pictures with my camera and learned how to do that over time and do IT stuff for work and I can juggle. <laughs> I mean, those are all skills you also have. That is true. Brian can juggle. He can. Yes. I've seen it. Indeed. Oh wow. Speaking of um, the process of learning skills, um, it, does everyone here know how to ride a bicycle? Yes. Yep. Um, oh no, not not me. I I, really? I ride a bike with three wheels. Okay. Because I never really got to balance. There's, I had trading wheels once, but there um, is nothing wrong with that, bro. No worries. Same, same thing with my <laughs> wife. She cannot ride a bike. So when she was a kid and she was trying to learn to ride a bike, I guess her uh, her aunt. Um, was being really mean to her. Like her aunt would both be like, oh, you can't ride this bike because you're fat. And so she got really wow. discouraged. So she That's... got really discouraged and stopped trying to learn to ride a bike. And so she just never learned. That's unfortunate. I, 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 I wanted to bring up the subject because so many people say it's like riding a bike, but riding a bike is someone, something everyone had to learn how to do. It's not a simple thing. It's a very, very complex mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, you that... fall a lot. Yeah. Well, being able to, you know, the, the hardest part is learning how to keep your balance. Once you and get it, that down, it's... And it's even harder to learn how to do it as an adult. Yeah. Um, so, Carlo... Um, what, what is your, what is your story? Like what, what transportation did you have as a child that you didn't have to, and how, how did that work out that you didn't, didn't have to learn how to ride? Um, well, um, when we'd ride a bike, uh, because back then three wheeled bikes weren't available. So what I do is I'd get a bike with a sidecar in it. There you go. And then I go, Hey, who'd like to ride on the sidecar? <laughs> so it would disguise my, uh, in it, my inability to ride a bike. But then when uh, they'd have me ride a solo bike without the sidecar, I'd go, I'd wobble, I'd go left, right, left, right, uh, okay, okay, balance, balance, then um, they'd notice that my both of my feet are on the ground already instead of the pedals, so I'm just like walking <laughs> with a bike, like, um, don't you know how to, uh, no, uh, let's, let's use the one with the sidecar instead, so yeah. I was just using the one with the uh, sidecar, and it's weird because everybody else is riding around with their bikes really fast, and I'm the guy at the back with the sidecar so it's like i brought it up on purpose because like, i knew i knew with five of us there was guaranteed to be at least one who didn't know i i knew for a fact <laughs> i would have been really surprised if everybody did know and then we would have had a whole conversation about how we learned how to ride but yeah. i love that that there is a skill that a lot of people consider ubiquitous that you don't have and it lets us talk about the process of learning so um anthony i want to know how did you learn how to ride like how old were you what was what was the process like for you so first before i even share this i gotta share a fun fact about riding bike and i think it'll be i think it'll be it'll 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 explain something fun about learning did you know that scientists still don't actually quite know how bikes work 
like like they understand like oh you hit the pedal the gears blah blah blah. but like scientists still don't understand how a bike this device on these two wheels can stay balanced and go like like it's been a thing scientists have been pondering for like yeah hundreds yeah of physics years, and they, physicists have been still having a lot of trouble it. with it because there's some there's some contradictory concepts yeah a yeah. lot of it's centrifugal force, but well, yeah, basically based on like how we understand physics today, bikes shouldn't work. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing is when you're riding a bike as you're moving, you don't stay straight. You're going like this as you're yeah. riding, which is my, what's keeping you balanced. My understanding <laughs> is that they'll probably have a better understanding about it when um, kineticists get involved, and there there is more understanding about how the body works as well because there's more involved in ju- than just centripetal force and gravity. Yeah. You also have a human being on the bike that's using abdominal muscles and leg muscles and to change, a sense of balance. To change center of gravity and uh, balance. And yeah, it's it's a very it's it's one of those things that you learn to do and then you don't ever think about doing it again. Your body just does it. And one of the right. things about the human body is we don't understand that completely either. Like yeah. oh, no. we, the sense of balance is one of the most recent discoveries in senses where we have we don't just have touch and hearing it. We actually have the sense of how we feel balanced. What our and, orientation is. And, and, yeah. And so certain... there the re- the way a bike works is there is a magical being controlling the bike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and keeping it from falling over um, because we as humans are magical we have all sorts of ununderstood science that is going to be rediscovered for forever we're going to be discovering how our bodies work forever oh yeah um, so how i learned a bike how i learned to ride a bike though okay i was five when i started um and I was learning and I was falling a lot. I was on I was on training wheels. I think mm-hmm. my mom was helping me. And then I got chicken pox. Oh. Yep. So I had to put my I had to put my bike learning on hold for like two weeks. Oh, I man. was very mad. I was extremely mad. Mm. I was the like angriest little kid ever. And then and then as soon as the chicken pox was done, I got right back on the horse, uh figuratively. And um, with the help of my mom, I was able to learn with the training wheels, and then we took the training wheels off, and then and I was learning um with friends too. Like it wasn't just like like me and my parents. Like it was it was a lot of the neighborhood kids. We were all kind of learning to ride bikes at the same time. It was really yeah. interesting. I had very um, much the same experience. <laughs> it especially helped that there was a lot of like a, like older kids in our neighbor in our like little neighborhood too. They were riding bikes. Um. And the reason why that helps to learn with other kids, especially at a young age, this is more important at a young age than an older age, but it it, it has been proven that children learn a lot quicker and better from each other than they do from adults. So a, so a oh. child will learn to do a skill a lot easier. They will learn to do it a lot faster if they're learning from other kids. Um, and, and mostly for the, for the, for for a pretty understandable reason, if if you see an adult doing something, they're doing something that they've mastered, and right. so you're trying to go from level zero to level like twenty, and you're like, what? But if you're looking at somebody who's like they're at level three, you're like, okay, I can I can see what they're doing and understand that. I can't see what that adult's doing and understand what the fuck they're doing though. So basically, what you're saying is the process of learning is it's, it's trial and error. Uh, a lot of it, yeah. A lot of it's trial and error, but also I, I do think a big part of it is um, looking to those around you who who are having success 
and and maybe not mimicking because you can't mimic what they're doing because they're doing things their way that works for their mind and their body. But you can maybe try to see what what of their strategies apply to you. That's a good point. That's a good point. I So in preparation for this episode, I did a little research. I watched a TED Talk by an author and researcher named Josh Kaufman who talks about um, what it takes to learn something. So um, he did his research. And when he was researching, he determined that the general idea is that it takes 10,000 hours. I, I, I heard this TED Talk too. Now, this is full-time job for five years to learn something. But he goes on to clarify that that has been dil- that has been diluted down. The original 10,000 hours theory um by um I just had this in front of me. The original 10,000 was popularized by um Malcolm Gladwell in his book um uh, Tipping Point um where 10,000 hours is not the amount of time it takes to learn something. And this was clarified by Josh Kaufman. 10,000 hours is the time it takes to master something at the level of like a professional athlete or um, CEO or something like that. Um, Josh determined that just to get good at something, just to get good enough at something where you can recognize your own faults in that thing is 20 hours of practice. Yeah, I believe it. Um, I will share the TED Talk in the notes for this episode because we're going to be talking about learning so much. Yeah. So it will be a good thing to share. But I, you know, I thought about it. And that's about as long as it took me to start juggling. To like actually like oh. be juggling and do tricks. Juggling was a really good example. It, it's very similar to learning how to ride a bike in that it's a complex skill. And but it once you get practice. it, but once you get it, it's it just becomes a thing you can do. <laughs> Yeah, it, it just becomes a thing. Have you, you tried can do. juggling uh, while riding a bike, like one of those you motorcycles? <laughs> I now it is funny that you mentioned that. I actually used to know how to ride a unicycle. Um, oh wow! I yeah. have unlearned it because I haven't done it in years. So if I got on one now, it would take some practice for those memories to trigger. Um, but you get it back. <laughs> I also learned how to do it when I was a child, so I'm very different physically than I was back then. Um, but uh, the so when it comes to a complex skill, it requires practice. So I'm going to ask the group another question. Um, now I'm going to do this on a person can call out uh, to answer because this is going to be a thinker um what's the last skill you learned and how did you learn it what was the last time you actually put some effort into learning a skill oh mine would have to be my job my last thing i learned how to do was build what i build (laughs) what was i i know you have to um i know you have to kind of mask this conversation because you're not supposed to talk about your work um, correct but um how so what was do your best to say what was it like to learn that skill it was a lot of trial and error they had us learn uh hands-on which i love because that's the easiest way for me to learn something uh i watched the, the guy i was training on i watched uh, training with i watched him build one of these units and then i sat down and he built one with me 
And then the third one, I was on my own with him watching. And then the fourth one, he said, if I needed anything, to call him and left me to it. <laughs> Would you consider yourself a master now? I am at almost five years working for this company. And yes, I am the senior tester for what I do. I'm the senior guy on our floor that does it. And yeah, I would consider myself a master, having mastered what I do. What I do. Now, I'm probably going to get in trouble for doing this, but I'm going to I'm going to straight up reveal what David does. Don't don't you dare. I, I well, no, I, I'm sorry. I work in the aerospace industry and I build parts for satellites. I I I know that's Ooh, just wow. the cover story. I, I swear I, to God, Brian, I will fucking kill you. David <laughs> is the assistant to M. <laughs> Uh, to Q, um, he That's helps it? make. God he makes it, the little gadgets and the that James Bond uses. I mean, I'm also revealing that James Bond is real. God damn it, so, Brian! We know, had this. Wow. Wait, are we talking Q from QAnon? Now I'm confused. Yeah. Yes. 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 Q from QAnon yes, also yes. is the is oh, the QAnon. technician that works <laughs> with James Bond. But um, because of oh, his God. focus into crazy conspiracy theories, um, David is t- <laughs> has taken over. So, David, can you tell your boss to stop riling up the Republicans? They're scaring da- me. David, what is your code name <laughs> when you're working with James Bond? I hate you so much. <laughs> God damn it, Brian. I have to kill you now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, you could just ask Bond to kill him. That would work too. Well, I mean, he's already on his way. But yeah, you know, when you when you saw the like in the invisible car that um, Pierce Brosnan's Bond used, Mm. um, David actually designed that in real life. Yes, yes, I did. (laughs) It's amazing technology. Does anybody else want to answer the question about the recent skill they learned and how what their process was for learning it? I mean, I guess I'm current. I'm I'm currently in the process of learning a skill. I just haven't. We I agree. You have children uh... sounds. My we son is asking for the iPad. He's coming up going iPad, iPad. We laugh because he says iPad, and so we're like, it sounds like a like a like a Apple Pap smear app, you know? <laughs> no, I just laughed at that because you said uh, the one thing I've always said that it just the one thing I've always thought I was good at and the sound cut off. Yep. No, um. So <laughs> I, I guess currently I am learning a skill. I just don't have the stuff to actually start the process of doing the skill. I've built a computer before. I've just never done like water cooled boot things. So this is new. Um, I guess, I guess the, the thing you could say that I did um, is I did like a minor baby step. I bought an AIO cooler, uh, which Ooh. is an all-in-one cooler. So I, I am at least learning the basics of like mounting a radiator. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I'm going to go for my pu- new Pushing, pushing the thing. Yeah. AIOs are pretty good actually. I mean, really AIOs and custom loops will perform the same. A custom no, loop is just, is just fancy and more expensive. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be showing my rig off to anybody. So I honestly don't give a shit. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it really, they're just, it's just, I'm not going to take it fancy. to shows and put it on display or anything. It's literally going to, sit in my room and collect dust <laughs> what are the what are some of the things that you have to like like with a complex thing like learning how to build a component for a computer like how do you parse that out like do you do you list it out and learn each thing one at a time or do you just go with the flow and learn as you need things how does that work anthony so 
I don't have any of this diagnosed, but I am almost 100% certain I have ADHD and or autism. And so what happens is sometimes I get really, really, really into certain things. And my brain goes, this is what we're going to be learning about and doing for the next few months. It's called enjoy the rest. Right. Enjoy the ride. And so there isn't like lists. There isn't like there isn't like a process, or at least for me, it's just a chaotic mess of like, must consume all things. And it's just like watching YouTube <laughs> videos all the time. Okay, when I'm not watching YouTube, I'm on the toilet. What am I doing? Oh, I'm, re- I'm reading an article. Oh, oh, and then I'm going on Reddit. Oh, and then I'm going on Discord. And it's just like, it's a lot of, it's just massive bombardments of information that just, just flies at me. What, it, you know, it's funny that you should mention that. Um, so our last episode was actually named, um, Brian has ADHD. It was good. Um, I, I was waiting, I I was actually waiting to make an ADHD, Brian, you have ADHD (laughs) joke some point, just as the callback to that episode. (laughs) I, I, I just recently got diagnosed and, um, I official finally, and, um, I've been on meds for since since that episode. I started that day. Oh yeah, how's that going for you? Uh, well, the probably next day. Won't I take the next day. Yeah, they probably won't take effect yet. No, they. It's been it's been like three three four weeks now. So yeah, it. Um, have you noticed a difference? I have oh. noticed a huge. Oh, it's difference. been a month. No, oh, good. Yeah, okay, no, good for the better. I hope. Um. So. I think the biggest way to describe it, it's hard to describe it because I'm still me. I haven't changed. I haven't changed. I'm not a different person. I think that's one of the big fear of um, medication um, Mm -hmm. is that you're going to lose yourself. Um, I have not. Um, The first few days was a rush. It was like, because it's an amphetamine and my system had to get used to it. And there have been a few side effects. There was, there was one morning where I felt like my heart was beating uncontrollably and it calmed down like halfway through the day. The next day it lasted the morning and then it didn't happen the day after that. There was one morning that I had a horrible stomach ache because I took my pills on an empty stomach and that was a bad idea. Um, See, but you learned and you won't do that again. Yes. Uh, Yes. The biggest changes um have to be two tier um the first tier is emotional um i am less reactive uh my the intensity of life has been dialed down a little bit i feel like nothing is so urgent and crazy and i am calmer and it's nice it's just nice it has improved my communication and my relationships both professional and personal and i yeah um, I also find that um, I'm not often talking too loud. Um, my my volume has been lowered um, just a tad. Um, secondarily, um, the second tier is productivity. I have blown through at least six big giant projects in my personal life that wow. we were all wow. we were just kind of had been sitting and waiting. Um, reorganized the garage clean descaled and cleaned the shower um the uh i installed a new mounting system on my computer the day oh, it good came shit. um hmm. and, hear, and the list goes on at work i have blown through all sorts of projects there had been a computer that needed to get deployed that was sitting next to my desk that kept on getting delayed for different reasons i not only deployed it 
I deployed, I started and finished a deployment of a second computer on the same day. Wow. Started a new documentation system and finished, started and finished a server security audit in the same day. All not feeling like I was blasting through work urgently. I was just doing, I had, a, I had taken some time to sit down and make a to-do list and I worked through it one item at a time while Sweet. getting interrupted by my job. Awesome. So I'm really glad to hear it, man. That's great. Yeah. On in a week, in a little bit more than a week, I have an evaluation with my doctor and mm -hmm. I will be meeting with her every month to talk about how it's working because what I'm going through now can be di completely different in weeks because this medication is very complex and right. it's right. It's a time release pill. I take one in the morning. I'm not yeah, taking yeah. Adderall all day. I'm taking yeah, this yeah. I, and I'm willing to share this. I'm taking something called Concerta, which is very similar to Adderall, but it's it's time release. Time release. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, um, I think the people on the podcast have probably noticed the change because all of a sudden they're getting all sorts of administrative emails about things that I'm doing and planning for the show. Man, I'm happy for it. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it has been a positive experience. Um, if you're, if you listening or anyone here is listening in the evaluation process, I made a point with the doctor. I filled out a form. The doctor looked at the form, talked to me for a little bit and said, yeah, you're officially diagnosed. I'm going to give you a prescription. It was super easy. Um, and I'm a member of a few ADHD support groups online um, on Facebook and Reddit. And um, that seems to be how most people, this how the experience has been for them as well. They thought it was going to be super complicated and it wasn't. And yeah, so I'm, I'm glad that came up again in regards to learning. Um, so Anthony, if, yeah, if you're feeling any kind of resistance to getting any kind of treatment or anything, it's really easy to get. And there's non-medication treatments too, if you're resistant to doing that as well. Um, oh, it's I'm sure you're aware it's, already. It's, it's terrible procrastination. The, um, and I, I, I'm sure everyone's own experience will be different too. I mean, ADHD is complex, is super complex. Mm -hmm. Um, Erica and uh, Carlo, have you thought of anything you've learned recently and how you learned it? Well, I've recently. learned. Um, well, I'm learning how to evaluate vendors. That's something new with my job that I haven't uh, done before. Um, I'm very good at negotiating with the vendors, clearly, but um, just doing the evaluations um, is something new. It's something that I haven't done before. Um, but it does take some of the skill sets that I already had, like, you know, financial um, responsibility and planning. Um, but it it's just, it's different to kind of parse out, you know, what the end goal of the, of the vendor is and what are the most important pieces and how do they rank against each other. It's something I hadn't really done before. I'd done it for like electronics, like what do I really want? Uh, things like that. But vendors are a little bit different and there's a lot mm -hmm. of different moving pieces to them. So something that I've learned or am learning. Um, I, I, I find that interesting. I find that interesting that um, David and Erica both shared work-related things. Well, I mean, we're going to have to kill you anyway, so Erica yeah. also works for QBranch, <laughs> and uh, she's our new procurements officer. <laughs> I, I, I wanna, I, I'll give Carlo a chance before I give my answer, because I know he's ready to share something. By the way, he also works for QBranch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Well, uh, latest skill, I guess um, that would be assembling assembling Gundams robots. Hey, there we go. Yep. So oh, um, that's awesome. Yep, because very, very unlike uh, traditional toys, they don't come fully assembled. You're nope. gonna have to assemble them. You're gonna have to paint them. You're gonna have to. Uh, put them together, and then you you're gonna have to keep them away from kids. So that's another skill. See, yeah, American kids because, got uh, airplanes well, and cars. Japan, they Japan and Asia, yeah. they've got Japan. Gundams. They have robots, <laughs> giant robots that fly, and uh, the um, and the thing is very so brittle that um, if a kid decides to play with it, they fall apart, and then you miss pieces. So um, I had uh, one of my uh, nephews visit um, a couple weeks ago, and then he goes, robot, robot. Yeah, no, 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 don't play with those, okay? You, you can play with the Transformers. <laughs> you can play with the fake Transformers here. You can play with these, Grimlock and whatever, but don't touch the Gundams, whatever. Then um, all of a sudden, people uh, don't pay attention to him, and then out of nowhere, oh, no. man, my Gundams are in pieces. They're oh, in the floor, and I have no. to assemble them all over again i'm like no. Ouch. I, Man, I, I know that pain terrible i know that pain uh, as, a, as a fellow model model builder with kids um there 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 was a time yeah. the other day i come home and my wife's like i'm sorry he got to your models and i'm like i look and i'm like oh, oh no, no. <laughs> uh, oh, he, was, why? he was getting he was really getting into them um hi, and, and i sometimes hi. hi yep you know i'm talking about you and, uh, so he was <laughs> like one time he was playing with me and he was holding the models and he was like having them shoot each other it was really cute he was all they're like <laughs> like he was making the songs and the sounds and everything but yeah i came home one day and my models were like all over the place and i was like awesome so I, I know your know. pain, Carlo. I feel your pain. Be, it, yeah, another another skill I had to learn was uh, not to throw him out, to throw my nephew out the window. But um, <laughs> patience, uh, for another episode, <laughs> patience with children is a skill that yes, we're I think we're that's all working on all the time, it's especially like, Erica. I mean, the mm, anti-defenestration mm. uh, uh, <laughs> impulse um, is a good one to hone. Yeah, you know, as a preschool teacher, yeah, no, it, it, it never ends. There was there was a really bad day, bad day this week, and I was like there was a lot of times where i had to stop breathe internally i had to tell myself they're not your kids you can't punch them you shouldn't <laughs> you, should, you know what don't punch your own kids either <laughs> now, i i have a very technical support job at a school and um this is this doesn't happen very often, but I was working on setting up some network configuration on some IMAX and a kid, like an eighth grader dropped by and was so interested. And he was like, he was like, um, what are you doing? Is that Adobe? Is that Adobe that you're set? No, I'm setting up network configuration. Oh, and he was so disappointed. And he was like, well, are you going to do anything with Adobe? No, <laughs> network configuration. <laughs> I, I'm and I, I like caught myself and I'm like, it's really cool that you're interested in Adobe. Are you in Matt's class? And he was like, yeah, and talked about it for a while. And then I'm like, okay, I I appreciate your interest. I do have to work on this right now, so I I, I will I will see. It was nice talking with you and go back to my network configuration. That was very diplomatic of you. <laughs> I I don't. That is that active listening skill I was just talking about. <laughs> my big thing um, this week is um, my the the tech teacher was sick 
and I had to cover for some of his work and got a little bit of a, I got a little bit of a kind of a view from his perspective and got to actually help some kids with Adobe, which was like a teacher came up to me and was like, wow, I, I didn't know you could do that. You, you're actually <laughs> good at teaching and working with kids. And I was like, I, I used to tutor. So yeah, um, I actually tutored Amelia for like a year. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I was a math tutor, which was I had to learn how t- I had to learn Common Core. I had to take. A I'm course. sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I took oh, a, a con education course on Common Core so I could teach it. Oh, I stop. actually liked it. Oh, I stop, David. Common it. Core isn't bad. People just don't like Common Core because it's not the way they learned as a kid. Yes, There's yes, I agree with, with you completely. You're absolutely right. It is, it is new different. and foreign, and I don't want to learn it. So I, I have to say I do no, appreciate it. No, it has nothing to do with that. At least for me, I have trouble with Common Core because. Because in my in my opinion, I have only so much brain space to do things, and math is already pretty difficult for me. Um, and I think I think it's a mental block that's been there. I, once I get into it, it's fine and it's easy. It it's one of those things where it's at least from my perspective, and I don't think you guys had any of this, but I was told for so long that you know girls aren't particularly good at math and it's not a skill that you really have to worry about as long as you pass your classes you're fine and nobody ever took the time to be like oh no you could totally do this this is absolutely in your realm so i think i have like this mental block does that make sure does that make sense like this like yeah of like to where i i know it's all bullshit but it's but it's been ingrained for so long that when I go to sit down and do stuff, I have to reteach myself like the processes so that I get it to then be able to teach Amelia her math. And yeah, so it's not that it's sexism is great, guys. Yeah, it, so it's not that it's impossible. It's that it's hard to overcome things that you've been told for so long. I guess that was my point. I understand. I understand completely. I I, I think we're all we're all different when it when it comes to learning. I had to like sit down and take a like 30 hour course just to be able to help her learn it because it's so different and it focuses more on doing math in your head than what we learned. We learned really paper, doing it on so, paper. So one so I used to be one of those people that I thought common core is pretty dumb and then I like I was talking with some teachers and one of the things they talked about is is good about common core and I didn't really think about this is common core creates a really good base for the higher levels of math. Because the way we learn math as kids is not very conducive for like like things like high-end algebra and calculus and all those mm-hmm. other maths that you have to learn in high school. While Common Core is a good stepping stone so that when they get to high school and they're learning these higher-end maths, the math teacher doesn't have to basically be like, so all that stuff you've been learning, forget all of it. We're going to be starting from, from, from point A because all that stuff you learned is not going to help you. And, and, and Common Core, at least you can build from there. And See, so they, like, told, okay, they, they told us that, they, they told me that middle school when I took algebra, so... <laughs> <laughs> now now to now to erica's thing that 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 sucks a lot that that happened i mean yeah and that that is one of those things that can totally like onto that topic of learning skills um that can totally impact you so like as we can see we have i i brought the example of my wife and how she had a family member say she couldn't ride a bike because she was fat and we have erica being like like re- having her chances of learning math hurt because she was told oh you don't have to worry about it because you're a girl and um and and these things can like 
have a huge like damaging impact on mm-hmm. your ability to learn skills um like i remember one time uh in junior high i i, I asked a lot of questions i i asked a, a too many questions and i had a teacher pull me off to the side one time afterwards and she's like you know i really like that you ask questions i really like that you're you're trying to learn but she was like but like i don't know maybe could we ask less questions <laughs> Um, and like, I understand it was taking up a lot of time, uh, out of her day. She has to like teach, she had to teach like 30 other kids, but that is still a memory hold to me forever that there was like this time in school of a teacher pulling me aside that was basically like, you're trying to learn too much. Stop. That's fucked up. And that I get that. Really the, and, I, and I get that that's not what she was trying to do. I, and I'm not saying she was a bad teacher. Um, and I get like, you know, you have like 40 kids and you're trying to teach a lesson. And then you have this one kid who's like, I have 50 questions, but it's still a thing that like, it stays with you forever. And yeah, that yeah. could have been handled a myriad of other ways. That was right. the worst way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're running out of time. I have two listener submitted questions. We have Ooh. to throw out there. We have to throw out there. We have. Wait, to you use. mean someone actually asked us a question? Holly did. What? Wow, Holly, that's a Holly first. I would like to know that when you learned how to do something, was it a hands-on approach to doing it while the person teaching you was telling you what to do, or did you learn it by watching? I mean, as I've stated before, I learned better. The last thing I learned how to do, I learned by doing. I, I always learn better by doing. I've we'll go never through, been we'll go through for... the answers to this one quick. What about yeah. you, Carlo? Uh, well, I'm more of a visual learner, so um, it's uh, more of um, hands-on. Because when I was um, learning uh, how to do uh, Gundam's models, um, I uh, had a uh, friend who did models, so... Um, I had to see how he'd assemble them, how he'd cut out the, uh, what equipment he'd use to cut out the pieces. And uh, yeah, basically it's more of uh, visual. It's more of hands-on is more effective for me. And um, uh, Anthony? So I'm so glad you said that thing about visual learners. I learned recently that this idea that there are learning types is not true at all. I, I can I can link you to a thing about about it. There's a whole video on YouTube about it. But yeah, this idea of like you are this learning type or that learning type is is it's actually not accurate. Yeah, like but, anything, it's oh, more of a combination oh, of things. Absolutely right, right. People aren't stuck in just learning one way. But moving on, um, I do. I, I yeah, I, I I like many of you. I'm a very like I, I do a lot of hands-on stuff. So um. I am. I go through and I try to like. First, I'll watch things. I'll gather information. I I do that a lot. I do a lot of information gathering before I start a thing. So I'm one of those. Uh, how do you put it? I'm a I'm a aim 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 then shoot kind of person. <laughs> That's very mm. well put. Okay. That's very well put. I like that. I like the idea of you 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 calibrate and you calibrate and visualize and then do well right and I, then the doing and then the doing is where the most learning happens so the information gathering i'm not sure if i really consider that part of the learning uh, i mean it is part of learning but it, it's not it doesn't help me apply to actual skills but it does give me a good base that when i actually do start the doing i go okay, okay. so this thing i was reading earlier now makes sense what were you going to say, David? I was going to say, I, uh, it's it's also kind of indicative of, so another quick question for the group. When you buy something, do you read the manual or not? I always do. Every time, I always read the manual. 
Yeah, I read manuals. Oh my god, like I couldn't imagine not reading the manual. It depends. Like the Christmas tree. I just did it. I mean I, I will I will it doesn't matter what it is. If it comes with a booklet, I will read through that fucking booklet just if to it's make like sure. Making a cabinet, I can't imagine doing it without reading the manual. I'm gonna make a mistake. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Uh so one of the one of the thing I want to talk about Erica real quick before we we get her point of view on it. Erica is really good when she learns something. She's really good at visualizing like how she wants to feel about herself doing it before she moves forward. Mm-hmm. Erica, can you talk about your learning process cuz I find it amazing how you how you think about it before you move forward. Eric is not there. <laughs> Erica probably No, I was on mute. I was coughing, sorry. Yeah. Um uh, I I guess I don't think there's anything particularly interesting about how I learn. Um You I'm... do a thinking process that's very different than a lot of people I know that you you because you've talked to me about it before where you're gonna learn something new and you you work out how you want to feel about doing the thing. Like you wanna know what skill level you're gonna be working at, you 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 think about what it's gonna look like when you're done what the outcome is going to be i've watched you go through it with your writing process oh yeah so so i'm a big picture person so i take the big picture and i break it down into its components and i figure out which part of those components um needs the most attention for the end goal of the project um and so i essentially rank them into how much effort i'm going to put into each piece of it um, and so from there, I apply the appropriate amount of effort and I, I physically visualize what the end product is going to be. And this is something like if anybody's ever, uh, I know I'm not on camera, it's because I'm hiding in my room. Um, but anybody that's ever uh, explained something to me or talked to me about something and I get um, what a lot of people call my resting bitch face is actually me listening, processing, and visualizing whatever it is you're telling me. Whether you're telling me a story about an interaction you had in a store or whether you're telling me about a project you're working on or a computer program or whatever it is, I get kind of a glazed look um, where I'm concentrating because I have to physically see whatever it is in my mind to understand it. Um, And so... That's that's really what I do when when I approach any sort of project or skill set that I'm trying to look at is I look at the big picture, I visualize what it needs to look like, I break it down into its components, I rank them for what's most important to least important, and I put the appropriate amount of effort into each component. That's what you were talking about, right, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly because okay. I find it I find it very cool that you do that. I, I mean, you have you you're you're a you're a person who did school while being a full-time worker and full-time mom. So you have this different outlook on learning and doing than most people. And it's a really cool experience. And we, we should talk about that more in the future. To bring it to me, um, I think the best way to show how I learn is to tell the story about how I learned how to ride a bike. Um, my um, dad tried to teach me and he took me to a um, a big parking lot and I failed and failed and failed and failed and couldn't do it. Um, he then tried to teach me at home and I failed and failed and failed and failed and couldn't do it. I told my dad, I go, you need to stop. I was five years old and said, I'm not going to get this. You need to stop. And he got mad and went back inside. Mm-hmm. And then I got on the bike and rode it around the driveway. Huh. So I do things through 
ex it's 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 a hands-on approach but i'm not good with um teaching intervention i need to perfect it on my own um i have to sit down and study and practice and do um to give a little bit more i have a amazing talent for learning how to do things from reading um i know that comes across as very horn tooting but i have evidence for it i learned how to juggle from a book um, I did not have, I, I, someone tried to teach me and I couldn't comprehend it and I had to figure it out on my own. Yeah. So I think in simple terms, yes, I'm more hands-on. Um, to add the last question by Holly, I'm going to throw this out to the group and give people the opportunity to kind of raise their hand and answer. Um, what is a skill that you haven't used in a long time? Tried it again and it worked. Ooh, that's a good Oh, I guess um, I'll go for drawing. Really? I uh, yep. I used to draw comic books as a kid, but not professionally. It's just for fun. Um, I tried drawing again just recently, and um, I noticed that because um, as a kid I uh, had this Jim Lee-like art style, which was not quite Jim Lee, but it was trying to be Jim Lee. <laughs> so most of my characters looked like the X Men. Then I started drawing uh, anime during high school because that's what everybody was into. So I was um, drawing anime characters. And then now when I just uh, tried drawing without any references, without copying anything, um, the two styles just mixed. And then now you've got... um, a hybrid Jim Lee anime style, which which is still isn't very good, but um, it's uh, okay. At least it improved from what it was um, way way back during my uh, high school days. I, I still love how can't. You're comparing it. yourself to these. You're you're like it, it's kind of like this amazing artist, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> it's I, I I can't wait to see someday. Oh, oh yeah, I'll uh, send. I'll send some over. Oh, that'd be cool. Right after the show. Um, anybody else? I mean, okay, I got one. Oh, this go is ahead, gonna Andrew. be really funny. Actually, you guys are probably gonna laugh at this because we've been talking about all, all episode. But actually, riding a bike. So, uh, oh, okay. so I, I think it was starting last year. I started. No, it was like two years ago. So I mean, it was a while ago. But this is a good memory of this. Um, I started riding my bike to work, and I had not rode a bike in many, many years. Like probably like I don't know, ten years. So I, we went and got a bike, and I started riding to work, and then I was like, oh, I can still do this. Nice. I mean, at first it was a little difficult, like remembering how to do things. I was a little scared. And now I'm like, I'm just zooming down the road every day. It's just like riding a bike. It comes back to you. (laughs) What was yours, David? (laughs) Um, I, you know, I haven't really, I don't have anything like that lately. Um, I mean, it's the last thing I did was I started painting minis again. And it had been several years since I'd done that. That is definitely a thing that is a skill that you picked up. I've taken a couple years. It's been a couple years since I painted minis again. It's been a while. I I need to start doing it again. I just, I haven't. It's, it's, it's cyclic. It comes and it goes. I I think um, for me, it's always Max. I I work with Max at work and it's like, I worked with Max in college and then I got this job and it's like, I get back to Max and it's like, they're all completely foreign. And then I don't work on Max and I work on Windows computers at work. And then the next day I have to work on a Mac and it's like, I have to readdress that skill because it's so different. I'm on my third year working with Max at this school and it's it's been an interesting experience. My actual experience was I wanted to work for Dark Horse Comics and their entire network is 
Macintosh, oh, and I took nice. the job at this school so I could get Mac experience. Um, and I nice. I don't want to work at Dark Horse Comics anymore. I really like working at his school. Um, but uh, I I did get that skill from working here. Eric, Wait, you do don't you want any... to work for Dark Horse Comics anymore? What the hell's wrong with you? Why well, I work at the best place in the world? And it's it's fantastic. I work at a private Fair school. Enough. I I it's it's the goal of anyone who wants to stay working in help desk is to work at a nice private school. It's a dream job for my career. So oh, right. I, I'm, I'm here now. Um, Fair enough. I've talked to other people who work in IT, and yeah, I hear the same thing. They're like, they're like, yeah, man, if you get a job working for like a private school, it's the best. <laughs> it's um, enough. It's a really easy job that has enough challenges to keep you engaged, and it's it pays well, and it yeah, it's just it it checks all the boxes. All right. um, Erica, do you have anything to share on readdressing old skills? I don't even know what skills I have. I have to listen to you to go oh yeah i do do that (laughs) i'm just not that self-reflective i don't know i just do things i don't know no i don't (laughs) yeah i I drink and i know things it's what i do i drink and i know things exactly it so to thank you holly for sharing your questions i actually was organized i got my outline done really where really early and managed to use them thank you so much for participating and if you want to share questions you can do that on our facebook page facebook.com slash nerd podcast radio or if you're a patron you can do it at patreon.com slash nerd podcast radio um carlo please tell us we're we're closing out please tell us what you do and where people can find you and and your your content Oh, yes. Uh, you can find us on the Geek Hideout Radio Online page, and um, we post uh, content every day. Uh, I've got actually multiple pages now. I've got the Idea Machine. I've got Portable Podcast. So uh, Idea Machine is where I share, I know, useless advice or news, gaming news. And that's where you can see me. Um the uh, portable podcast is where I just stream games and geeks hideout radio online is where we stream live. So you can uh, follow us right there. If you want to see a really bad gamer, okay, struggle and claw his way through a relatively easy video game, then be sure to stay tuned. And the next week we are going to be uh, interviewing a really bad gamer girl. And that's her actual name. Really Bad Gamer Girl will be on our uh, live podcast next week on the Geeks Hideout Radio Online. And I was actually on today's episode. Yes, he was on today's episode. We talked about Harry Potter. Harry Potter and um, Newt Scamander and the confusing crimes of Grindelwald that I wasn't able to understand. (laughs) Um, So this was today's episode. Um, I can close this out by saying learning is caring and it's just like riding a bike. And if you, you know, if you want to learn, you can reach out. Um, You could reach out to David and ask him about how you make laser watches and invisible cars and how he learned his process. Um, I I think uh, think that MI6 is knocking on the door right now. I was going to say, your your, your doorbell might be ringing any minute now. (laughs) So um, this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. I was Super Vegan Brian, and I was joined by... Curse, Smurf Erica. 
Bye, guys. Hindu Anthony. Pasta, pasta. And David the about the third. Bye, everybody. Um, we had our very special guest, Carlo. Thank you so much, the Sly Guy, for being here today. Hey, thank you for having me, guys. It's always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. And this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Awesome. Stay awesome. awesome. Stay uh, awesome. Anthony, say goodbye. Brian, cut him off for old time's sake. Goodbye. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah.